When you're stuck in the dark, you need light to find your way out. Jesus taught us to be the light in a dark world for others around us. So that's today on our podcast. Hey everyone, it's Karen G from the Tower Hill Communications team. Thanks for tuning in to our weekly podcast where we hope you will figure out your next steps on your own personal faith journey. For the rest of the summer, we will be digging into the words of Jesus and what they say about who Jesus really was. So let's kick it off to Pastor Teresa Swenson right now for part three in our sermon series called I Am. Hello, everybody. I'm Pastor Teresa, and we are continuing today in our series on the I Am Statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. We're looking at these statements so that we can understand who Jesus claims to be and what his claim is on us. Then we can answer the question that Jesus put to Peter, who do you say that I am? We've been talking about the I Am Statements in terms of signs, signs that point to the presence and power of God among his people so that they believe. You remember Jesus talked about his miracles as signs, and he said, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles, believe the signs that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. You remember that name, I am, comes from the time that God met Moses in the burning bush. And Moses was very worried about going to the Israelites and telling the Israelites that he was going to lead them out of slavery in Egypt. He said to God, who shall I say is sending me? I don't know your name. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. I am the one who is the principle of existence, who gives life and breath to everyone, the one who doesn't depend on anyone else for his existence. The I am is the one who has sent Moses. And so you remember that in the Hebrew Bible, I am is represented by four consonants, which we translate as Y-H-W-H and add some vowel sounds and call it Yahweh. Yahweh is the Hebrew expression for I am. And you remember that the Hebrew people considered that name to be so sacred that it couldn't even be spoken. And so they even swap it out in reading the scriptures for Lord. And then we've talked about Jesus using in his day the Septuagint version of the Bible. And all that was was a Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures. And so in the Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures, I am is translated ego, a me. 
And Jesus says this, ego eimi, I am, seven times in the Gospel of John. And each one of these I am statements teaches us a little more about who Jesus is and who he wants us to be as his people. So we talked the first week about I am the bread of life, the true bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And last week we talked about I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep, the good shepherd who knows each one of his sheep by name and goes out before them and leads them to green pastures. And today we have I am the light of the world. From the Gospel of John, chapter 8 and verse 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That is good news for us, that we don't have to stumble around in darkness, because light reveals things. In the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the most popular and most visited rooms are the rooms of the Impressionist paintings. You remember them, the ones like Monet, Renoir, Pizarro, Degas, the French Impressionists from the 19th century experimented with light and the effect that it has on how we see things, the effect it has on color and shadow. And so you might remember that Claude Monet painted his haystacks, haystacks in the morning, haystacks in the evening, haystacks in the summer, haystacks in snow, because each time different colors were revealed, different shapes were revealed to show the effect of different light. Light reveals things we did not see before. So when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, it means that Jesus' arrival in the world is a study in light and the effect that light has on how we see everything. Jesus' light affects how we see the world around us, how we see our fellow human beings, how we see ourselves, how we see God. Because the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world when Jesus came into the world. So what does the light of Christ reveal to us? I want us to spend a few minutes together thinking about what the light of Christ reveals to us. From the Gospel of John, chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Jesus' light, first of all, reveals that it is God's nature to give life and light. 
when John begins his gospel with the words, in the beginning. That certainly would have evoked for his Hebrew listeners the first words of the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God spoke the worlds into being. God said, let there be light, and there was light. But John's gospel tells us that Jesus is the word. He is the expression of God. He is the active communication of God, present at the creation. Through him, all things were made. Jesus brings light and life in a world of darkness and chaos. Jesus' light also reveals that light and darkness are not equal forces. You may be familiar with the Oriental philosophy of the yin and the yang, where good and evil, light and darkness are equal forces, and you're never quite sure which one is going to win in the end. But the light of Jesus reveals to us that God's light will never be extinguished by the forces of darkness. Flannery O'Connor describes it by saying that the world is in the grip of evil, constantly assaulted by God's grace. The Gospel of John says the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus' light reveals that God's light will never be extinguished by the powers of darkness. After the darkness of 9-11, a memorial in light was created to remember those who died in the attacks on the Twin Towers. The Tribute in Light, as it is called, is an art installation of 88 searchlights placed at, next to the site of the World Trade Center. These lights create two vertical columns of light in remembrance of the September 11 attacks, and they can be seen as far as 60 miles away. We've seen them several times from Atlantic Islands. The light appears active, almost alive, and it cannot be contained. The tribute in light has been repeated every year on September 11th. It is a memorial to life a hope that terrorism will never extinguish the light of freedom. On September 11, 2002, I felt a tremendous need to be in New York City, and I convinced my husband to go with me on September 11, 2002, just one year after the attacks, to New York. And there were several places where people were gathering and musicians and celebrities were coming, but you didn't know which one was going where. So we went to the Great Lawn in Central Park, and they gave you tissues and they gave you a candle as you went in. And Wenta Marsalis was there, and he played Billy Joel's New York State of Mind, and Part of the New York Philharmonic was there playing Aaron Copeland's Lincoln Portrait. And you may know that piece, it's symphonic American music, and it is interwoven with parts of speeches from Abraham Lincoln.
And Meryl Streep was the reader. And I will never forget the moment when Meryl Streep came to the end of the Lincoln portrait. And she said that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. And everyone on the lawn spontaneously raised their candles as a hope that that would be so. Jesus' light is hope in a world of darkness, reminding us that God's light will never be extinguished by the powers of darkness. What else does the light of Jesus reveal to us? Jesus' light reveals that God longs to be in relationship with us. God risks rejection to be in relationship with us. Jesus, the true light, was coming into the world to give light to everyone to dispel the darkness of sin, to set us free from the bondage of sin, to give us light and life. And yet, we don't recognize him. We don't receive him. As our Christmas carol says, sweet little Jesus boy, we didn't know who you was. Jesus longs for us to receive him, to become his children, you remember that's one of the temptations that the devil offered to Jesus was, if you will worship me, then I will make all the world worship you. Because Jesus longs for our worship, because he knows that that is how we will thrive and be children of light. But Jesus was despised and rejected. And psychologists tell us that rejection is experienced in the same place in the brain as physical pain. Jesus was willing to risk that so that we could be children of God. He wants us to know that God is our loving Father and longs for us to be his children. He shows us his grace, his favor. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Jesus says, anyone who comes to me, I will never drive away. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John chapter 1 tells us the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus is the true light that gives light to everyone. We just came back last week from a trip to Maine. And if you've been to Maine or seen calendar pictures of Maine, you know that it doesn't have beaches like we have here in New Jersey. It's got a rocked, rugged coast that is dangerous to navigate. And so there are 65 lighthouses in Maine. And this is a picture of the most famous one, the Portland Headlight. 
We often think of Jesus as the lighthouse. We actually even have a song about that. My lighthouse shining in the darkness, he will carry me safe to shore. But God wants more lighthouses. He wants all of his children to receive the light of Jesus. That's what it means to become a child of God. Colossians tells us, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. God wants his children to be lights in the world, just as Jesus is the light. We are light keepers. The scripture says, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. The light keepers were the ones that lived in remote places where the lighthouses were. And the keepers had to make sure that the light was clean of soot. The keepers had to make sure there was enough oil in the lamp to keep the light burning through the storms. Keepers lived in remote places, always on the lookout for dangers, for storms, for life-threatening fog, sacrificing their personal comfort to save others. We are called to be keepers of the light, to walk as children of light, to let the light of Jesus shine through us, to clean away the soot that dims the light to make sure that the oil of the Holy Spirit is fueling the light within us. We are light keepers. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Because all that Jesus is, he wants us to be. To be a Christian means to be a little Christ. When Jesus says, I am the bread of life, he's also saying to us, you are the bread of life. Give them the bread that is you, the life-giving bread. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. But then he says to Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep, take care of my lambs, be a good shepherd. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he also says, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Will you today let the light of Jesus shine through you and bring light and life to the darkness around you? The light of Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness will never overcome it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.